Life Audio. Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity, and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I'm excited to have Nate Berner with us. Nate graduated from Michigan Lutheran Seminary in 2003 and has been fitness coaching since 2005. He left the church entirely for most of his career in fitness. Multiple and sometimes traumatic injuries and surgeries slowly revealed to Nate that he had made fitness into an idol in his life. Now he has a more balanced approach to health and fitness and owns a strength training gym in Cedar Park, Texas called Fit Goal Culture. Nate is using his new book, God's Fingerprint on Fitness, to encourage Christians struggling with their health and weight to take steps toward fitness and to encourage fitness enthusiasts and coaches to lead their clients to take steps towards a deeper relationship with God. Welcome, Nate. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about the backstory. Flesh that out for me. Like, How and why did fitness kind of become an idol in your life? What was the story there? Sure. So I was raised in Lutheran Church. Um, I have uh, my grandpa was a minister at the church I grew up in. I have um, uncle and cousins are uh, pastors in the Wells Lutheran Synod teachers. Okay, so for me, that was always just kind of the path I was set on before I even made the decision. Um, Through that experience, I grew up the chubby kid and got started in high school and lost a bunch of weight. So when the time came to go on from seminary uh, to, to be a pastor, I maybe felt suffocated, ran from God and and um move towards fitness now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Multiple, multiple uh, injuries that happened along the way. At this point, I've had my left hip, uh, both knees and my left foot reconstructed. Um, an umbilical hernia I'm still dealing with, torn ro- rotator cuff and a labral tear in my shoulder. And um, okay. yeah, it was, it was really kind of a mess and got to the place where uh, I was just losing the joy in it. Um, and kind of through all that, um, you know, found myself at a particularly low point, finally turned back to God in a prayer that, you know, something to the effect of, if this is all there is, then just take me home. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was kind of from that place, you know, that, that rock bottom, that trajectory changed. And this book I wrote really is kind of a way to maybe bookend that season of my life. Okay, what are the, what are the lessons I learned that are valuable and what do I need to get rid of? 
Right, right. And by the time I finished, um, you know, I had something that, you know, said, wow, this, this may actually have some value for people. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So just out of curiosity, what were you doing? Were you doing like a bodybuilding or something or like, (laughs) you know, kind of evolved. Um, at first, uh, I got into powerlifting in my early twenties. Um, um, then maybe moved to more of a bodybuilding focus. Mm -hmm. Um, these days, you know, I, I feel like I have a more, um, uh, how do we help the most people? And I think most people, most of the time, you know, some, variation of strength training that factors in their joint health and their compliance and all the other realities of life is, is kind of where I land these days. Okay. So, and then just uh, also kind of curious, what was it that you think about fitness that enticed you away from God? Why were those two things mutually exclusive to you? Yeah, no, that's a a good question. Um, I think it stems from insecurity and uh, a lack of identity. Um, you know, for me, faith was always just an intellectual practice growing up. You know, I had never made a decision. The concept of a relationship with God is not even a, uh, a term I had heard until my thirties. Um, so I, I was just searching, you know, why am I here? And it was just a way to validate myself. And you found something that you were good at and that you got accolades for and you dove in. That's it. Yeah, makes sense. So you kind of gave us a little bit of an elevator pitch for the book. Uh, but so who's your target audience? Are you mostly writing to people that are in the fitness industry or to anybody that's really a big enthusiast or, or what was your goal there? Yeah, you know, I don't know that I had a goal in particular. And it's, it's a good question because it's it's kind of evolved in recent months. Yeah. Um, I short answer is I really think it would serve either demographic, okay, maybe Christians who are struggling with their health and like, how do I how do I get started without, you know, becoming that Instagram fitness person (laughs) Um, or, (laughs) right. Um, Or the, the fitness enthusiasts. Okay. Like how do I integrate this with my spiritual practice? Um, But the deeper I go, you know, I, I want to impact the church with this. And I believe when we start talking about like systemic cultural change within the church, that has to start with the leaders. Um, so my hope is to get this in the hands of, of a lot of the pastors out there and maybe shift perspective or, um, uh, you know, hopefully just, uh, give it more weight than it's typically given in, in most churches from my experience. Sense. And so in your opinion, what do you think are some of the big dangers and pitfalls that people tend to fall into in the fitness industry when they start getting going? How do they end up from that to like this becomes their entire life and how do they navigate it so they don't fall off? Yeah. Well, I think the the fitness industry and a lot of the you know influencers and such tend to funnel people to a place of making fitness their identity. And to be to be sure, if you make fitness your ent- entire identity, you'll probably be more successful in fitness. Um, yeah. But if you chase that rabbit to its end, uh, you know, it, it's an empty place. Um, and so I think to, to get this started, um, really needs to begin with, you know, your relationship with Christ and your identity in him. Um, and when you, when you start with that as your foundation and then look what scripture actually has to say about all this, making decisions that are going to positively impact your health kind of become your default. If you are, you know, honest with yourself and, and aren't a slave to your comfort, right? So, um, 
you know, yes, you, you should take this stuff very seriously. Um, no, you shouldn't make it more important than the people around you. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. So I love how it sounds like from your story, you got to this place of surrender to God, and then he sanctified the thing that you were passionate about and gave it back to you. It's so like God to do that kind of a thing. Were, were you afraid to surrender? Were you afraid you were going to lose all this entirely at that point? Or did you trust him enough to do that? Oh, I fought it for years. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Um, and even through it, you know, there was a lot of painful prayer and, um, you know, how, how am I supposed to be the person to lead a front like this when like my own health is seemingly being stripped of me? Um, but as I come out on the other side of it, you know, um, I think that was necessary one for me to get to a place that I could let go completely, but also, you know, I'm no longer this, you know, 220 pound, like Jack guy peaching from a pulpit. Like I'm kind of right in there with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So you can identify with people more and they can relate to you in terms of, yes, ma'am. yeah, very cool. So, okay. So what's your perspective on first Timothy four, eight, where it talks about that there's some value of physical training. How does that play into this? What's your, your point of view on that concept? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, Christian friendly reason to back burner fitness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, here's the thing though, is when we look at the people this was written for, okay. Um, the fitness industry, as we know, it didn't exist. The obesity epidemic did not exist. The supplement industry did not exist and fad diets, right? Right. Um, Physical training, when this was written, wouldn't refer to doing a yoga class or going for a walk to counterbalance the fact that you sit on your butt all day, right? Right. Physical training would be talking about, um, you know, purposeful, intense training for sport or for war. And I believe that the the value that this verse talks about has a lot more to do with the the character traits that that style of training develops. Oh, interesting. Rather than just taking care of your body, right? Taking care of your body, realizing that a 21st American 21st century American lifestyle is kind of mindlessly mindlessly pulling us towards sickness and obesity, um that falls under just stewarding your stewarding your gifts. Um but I think that there are good godly reasons to go beyond just health and actually pursue fitness. Um, you know, the, the character traits that you develop through training, like, you know, discipline and self-control and grittiness and perseverance and patience, Mm -hmm. you know, the only way you improve those things is by using them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to be limited by your self-control, by example, in your walk with God. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there is a, um, a direct carryover into your faith walk. Fascinating. So that's almost the same argument I hear with respect to like fasting, for example, it's one of those things where you're disciplining yourself so that you're denying the cravings so that you can subject those to the higher spiritual values. Is that sort of the similar concept of what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think we Americans, maybe in particular, we're just a slave to our comfort. Comfort can be an idol as well. So yeah. it's, it's okay to be uncomfortable, arguably good for you. And so do you catch yourself occasionally trying, like, does God have to course correct you and keep you from going off into the extremes or are you kind of over that now? I think I'm, I'm pretty well beyond that now. Um, You know, this book took me a couple years to write, um, but 90% of it happened in the last few months leading up to the release. And that was because 
every time I sat down to write it, I found myself trying to cram Jesus into my box, you know, um, the things I wanted to be true and then running into him and just, you know, being challenged by it and having to kind of step back and, and reevaluate. Yeah. Um, but at this point, you know, I, I think I've, I, it's found its place. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so tell, tell me a little bit more about your, what you said about stewarding our gifts, stewarding our bodies. Why is that important for somebody that struggles to get off the couch and like exercise some of that discipline? What would you say to them? beyond the fact that we're commanded to by the creator of the universe, mm-hmm. um, you know, one, it's going to directly and maybe significantly negatively impact your walk. Okay. We are not infinite self rejuvenating beings <laughs> and um, you have a limited amount of energy. And so to purposefully make decisions or purposefully ignore decisions that are further reducing that, um, it, it feels like a slap in the face of God. Um, but also, you know, um, from a, a leadership perspective, you know, whether you, you take that responsibility seriously or not, you are having an impact on the people around you. Yeah. And so for you to neglect your own health, that rubs off on, on the folks around you and, and, um, you, you're harming their health in a very real way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I just read this recent book. I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was by Lisa Barrett and it was on, a new idea behind emotion, uh, like how it's generated essentially. And she had this idea that I'd never heard before, the concept of the body budget, the idea that many of the emotions that we find ourselves not being able to control, it's because we're tired or we're hungry or we're, we haven't been exercising or we're not getting enough sleep. And then that ends up setting you up for all these stress hormones that your brain then interprets as being these negative emotions. It's a very interesting, it was an interesting idea to me. And it kind of, it sort of plays into what you're saying. I think this idea that we're stewards of our bodies, because that actually plays into our ability to exercise self-control in that sense. Yeah. Where science meets faith. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Love it. So what have I not asked you that you want to make sure you leave with our audience? Mm. Um, one thing I think maybe is just really important for people to establish early on. Um, you know, we're used to talking in terms of body and soul as two separate things. And that's not necessarily the way the Bible talks about those things. Okay. I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I have, I've done a lot of research through this book. And when you look at the word uh, that the Bible tends to use that we translate as soul in the Hebrew is nefesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a pretty flexible word and it can be translated as you know people or persons or living being. Um, but you'll occasionally see the equivalent of my nefesh written, but translated it, is to uh, me. It doesn't translate to my soul. It translates as me. Um, And when the Bible talks about the spiritual part of us that leaves our body after we die, there's a different word, shade. And it's generally looked at in a a bit of a negative light um, in that we're, we're not totally who we are in as, as shade. Okay. Um, And the point I make with all of that is, is, soul, we, we are intended to be all that we are. Our body is part of that, you know, and it helps us understand why at the end of the time, God intends to resurrect us and have physical bodies with him. Right. Um, and so when we start by viewing our health and fitness through that lens, you realize that physical exercise is not something ancillary. It's a part of your spiritual practice because it's part of 
the totality of your existence that God calls us to give to him. Um, so I think if you, if you can approach, you know, the rest of this book and the rest of what scripture has to say about your health through that lens, it's, it's a game changer. Body, mind, spirit. Awesome. Very cool. So where can people go to learn more about you and maybe pick up a copy of your book? Yeah. Uh, head to nateburner.com. Um, if you look in the description, you can see a link as you may not want to try and figure out how to spell my last name. Um, there's a link there to buy the book, or you can just download the first chapter if you just kind of want to see it, see what it's about, see if it's something you're interested in, uh, or uh, at Nate Burner on Instagram. Um, you can find me pretty active on there as well. Well, I will link to that in the show notes. Thank you, Nate. This has been really interesting. Thank you, Lauren. Are you looking for a holistically minded healthcare practitioner who truly treats root cause rather than symptom suppression? Unfortunately, even in the alternative healing professions, this isn't a given. That's why I've created wholehealthdoctor.com, a resource to help connect patients to healthcare practitioners in their area who share a root cause philosophy. Alternatively, most of the practitioners listed also practice telehealth. So if there isn't anyone local to you, you can still find a great practitioner to help you regain optimal health. Go to wholehealthdoctor.com. That's whole healthdr.com, type in your location or adjust the specialty that you're looking for and find the practitioner who's right for you. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you. So please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren DeVille. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. God kept calling my heart like I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome. More than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting and he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.